I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook. I love working with particularly um, healthcare workers and other um, professional women and people in service because we're very often drawn to really giving and giving of ourselves. We have this sort of innate drive to want to do that. But often we can do it from a place where we're actually depleting ourselves. So my whole thing is starts with me, how to burn bright without burning out. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode, I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This morning, I am joined by the lovely Lauren Bell, If any of you were at my Melbourne workshop last year, you would have met Lauren then. She came in and um, spoke a bit about what she does to us then and took us through an amazing tapping sequence. So I'll introduce Lauren quickly to you. Lauren is an RN and she believes money mindset and inner game specialist. She's fiercely committed to coaching heart-centered professional women who are feeling exhausted, frustrated and undervalued to confidently and authentically start asking for what they want. They earn a great income and thrive in life or business doing the work that is their divine purpose to share. Always passionate about health and wellness, Lauren's professional career includes over 30 years as an acute care registered nurse Mm. and a counsellor. She has combined this with a broad range of holistic therapies for the body, mind and spirit. Her qualifications include body talk practitioner, tapping into wealth coach and transformation coach and emotional freedom technique. Lauren has private and group coaching clients who work on all aspects of health and wealth mindset. Hello, Lauren. Thank you for joining us. 
Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. To interview you. Yeah. We had great fun at Melbourne at the work. It was lovely. It was it was lovely to meet you in person. You know, you, you feel like you get to know someone really quite well and then you realise I haven't even actually met them physically, but you know, this sort of online connection can be so rich. It's great. Yeah, it's so true because, well, I'm in Perth for people who don't know and Lauren's in Melbourne. So, yeah, yeah we'd met, met virtually and then we met for the first time when she came in and spoke at the workshop. So I'm going to run through a few quick questions and then I'll open the, the floor up to you. So I'm all about self-care. As you know, that is the premise behind Happy Nurse, promoting self-care strategies to our beautiful healthcare workers. What is an important part of your own self-care? I talk about non-negotiables. What's something that you try to endeavour to do every single day? Yeah, I, I like the idea of non-negotiable too. For me, it's really about, it's sort of a combination. It's going for a walk. So it's moving my body out in, uh, we've got a local area, it's called the Belbu Dell, and it's, you know, you would, I'm in the suburbs about probably 25 k's out from the city, but this is like a valley and really bushy. And so you would not know that you're in the city. And I take my dog and my dog reminds me of how to be really present because she goes running along so fast with, it's like she's got a big smile on her face and she just shows me, you know, what a joy it is. So going for a walk, moving my body, that bit of mindfulness, that sort of connecting with nature, it sort of helps me on that mental level, the emotional level, physical level, and, you know, even the spiritual level. So that's my really one thing to really go to is is that. And I do like to meditate and do reflective exercises, but I'm, I'm a bit less disciplined with that. And if I do get to do that, it's like a real treat. <laughs> awesome. I speak about moving meditation as well, though, like what you were speaking about with your walk, with your dog. And you're being really present. That's almost like that. Well, it is a form of meditation, isn't it? Yeah. You're being completely present and in the moment. So, yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happynurse.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self care. So I created a model of self-care that breaks it down into five aspects. So you just touched on a couple there. They are the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgent parts of your self-care. So what is indulgent self-care to you, Lauren? Indulgent self-care is something I really love, but I don't do very well because I tend to leave it until I'm on a holiday. Self-care is, you know, when I shut down or really turn off all the electronics, go on a holiday. It doesn't really matter where we go, but I do like I do like nice accommodation and I like to go out for nice dinners and have a drink, you know, drink nice wine and sort of spend that quality time with my partner. But it's also about alone time. So I'll still go for my walks. Um, so it's that real bathing in the senses and if it's cold place, well then making sure that I'm really warm with fires and rugged up I actually hate feeling cold so but I love going to you know warm climates and having just being being able to do whatever we feel like when we feel like it so for me that's the indulgent self-care and I really recognize how important that is last year we went on a holiday but it had been the first holiday that we'd had together really for about two years and it was way too long in between so try to get on those 
sorts of holidays and really indulge in all of that about at least once a year, but probably preferably more often with short, shorter breaks. Yeah, beautiful. Who or what inspires you to be the best version of yourself? I always think that as nurses or healthcare workers, we should be trying to turn up as the best version of ourselves because we're going into people who are feeling vulnerable and fearful already. So if we can be in a good space, then we're bringing that energy with us to them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I really questioned this a few years ago, actually, who I love being. And um, it's part of the work that I do too is to really help people to tune into that. And I really recognise that I love... Who I love being is caring, kind, loving, respectful. And they're all definitely things that I bring through in my nursing. I always, you know, I really believe in everyone having sort of equal access and, you know, we're all different. We all have different opinions. We all have different different circumstances, all of those things. So really believing in that. So I'm very spiritual. Um, I do go to church sometimes, but I wouldn't say that I'm completely religious. I'm not so aligned with that. But in a way, just Jesus's example of that love, forgiveness, compassion, no judgment. You know, he treated the lepers and, you know, he those types of things, but also standing up for what he believed in was right too. So not just accepting. Some people... Um, when they they say that they're spiritual, they sort of feel like they can't then arc up if there's something that's not right. But actually, you know, there's there's definitely things that go on in the world that people need to have take a stand over. So, so I think that ultimately for me, it's about showing up with love and trying to do it in every in every aspect of my being. I still get triggered, but um, that's sort of a commitment that I made to myself a few years ago. Beautiful. And that compassion, it's so important. And I always say to everyone, you've got to offer your same com- yourself the same compassion you so freely give to others because yeah. we're so good at giving it to everyone else, but not so good at showing it to ourselves. But that's where you come in. You're very good at teaching people how to nurture themselves and show themselves that compassion. So I'll let you take over the screen and you can share all right well this is just very quickly yeah um that self-care and compassion is a very big part of what i teach really and so my work is uh, lately this has been my sort of signature talk title which is you know it starts with me which a lot of people feel like you know that's that could be a selfish aspect but I'll go into it in a second, but what I mean by that is like I really do need to start with me and look after myself first so that I can be really full and able to give in all the ways that I want to give. And so I love working with particularly um, healthcare workers and other um, professional women and people in service because we're very often drawn to really giving and giving of ourselves we have this sort of innate drive to want to do that. But often we can do it from a place where we're actually depleting ourselves. So my whole thing is starts with me, how to burn bright without burning out. And so this is really my journey, I guess, and so this is how I sort of came up with all of this work and really understanding what's going on. Um, I think for a lot of people was through what I went through and then how I sort of got out of it so yeah I started nursing when I was about 18 and um, I always loved just being the best you know the idea of being the best you could be so I always had that holistic 
interest, I actually did train as a nurse in a hospital at Prince Henry's, which was the same as where Michelle trained. Um, she's a few years ahead. But then when I had to go and do, a, you know, a bachelor, I chose the Bachelor of Applied Science in Health Promotion rather than nursing um, because I loved that idea of, like, you know, how can we promote health? And so, and then travelling into holistic therapies and things like that. But sometimes when you're really idealistic, it's, and another word for it is perfectionist. And I would never, ever have admitted that I was a perfectionist, but actually just having this sort of way that I could see what I thought life and nursing and health and all of these things should be like. I had these dreams of what I could do to impact it. And so about five years ago, particularly, I took on some extra responsibility and had once again these real idealistic ideas of how I wanted to make changes. But I sort of found that, you know, you're already in an established system and it's not as easy to do as what you think. But so I started to get to the point where I was feeling frustrated. I felt like I wasn't doing a great job for, you know, my managers, what they wanted and also what I wanted. So I was really starting to feel unfulfilled and getting increasingly more and more frustrated, um, just feeling unsupported. But also at the same time, I I wasn't really tuned into what was going on for me. And so I was really running on a really empty tank. And the more you go down that line, the, the less you ask for help and the more you isolate yourself. And so it got to a point where I really did hit rock bottom. You know, I, I felt like for a start that it, not just at work, but at home, you know, in my, with my kids, with my partner, with my work, everything in my life, I was doing it all and, but I was overwhelmed by it and not doing any of it well, you know, with the kids, you know, they just leave the dishes on the sink and I've got three boys and they're, you know, young men now. And they still leave the digital on the sink, but, you know, it was like it broke the camel's back. It was just too much. And I just was not happy with who I was and how I was reacting. And I got to this point where, yeah, I hit rock bottom and I was actually sitting in my doctor's surgery and um, I really liked my GP. And I was sort of telling him just what was going on and how stressed I really was. And, um, you know, when you really feeling that very vulnerable and emotional and someone's being so kind and compassionate to you that it just sort of breaks open your heart. And so I can remember I was sort of sitting there, you know, tears running down my face. I can still feel it actually, just sort of talking about it. But what I realised sitting in there and him just listening and allowing me that sort of space to understand what was really going on was that I was doing this to myself, that I wasn't listening to what my heart wanted. I knew really in reflection how unhappy I'd been, but I'd been caught up in being full-time job and security and all of those things that we so easily fall into and, and, you know, we have responsibilities. But ultimately I wasn't listening to myself. And so it was like I realised I wasn't self-caring I actually wasn't, I was sort of self-neglecting, but even worse, like by doing this, it was more like self-abuse self and self-sacrificing me in the process of it all. So what came next really was 
a total reflection and I did a whole lot of soul searching and that was a bit before that I was saying about really trying to understand, well, who is it that I love being? You know, what is it that I want to do? Because I'd wanted to do this coaching business and had always had this interest in holistic health, but in my workplace, it's like I kept them very separate. So I was really only giving half of who I was, I was really censoring myself and, and the way that I could be, you know, I'd be this person in one part of my life and then in another part of my life I was quite different. And so, and it was just making me really, really unhappy. So through really taking responsibility for what was going on in my life and what I really wanted and how it was affecting, starting to become really honest, I was able to, and with the help of a coach, yeah, just take back that responsibility so that I could be, instead of being over-responsible for everyone else and under-responsible for myself, I could start to create the boundaries and the things that I needed. And then I got to this place where I feel like I'm soaring free, I'm so much more authentic and feel valued and just happy and I'll go a bit more into that anyway. But, yeah, so what it made me realise was, you know, this this bit about the self is so important. So I do think that this quote is really relevant by Steve Maraboli, which is that the most powerful relationship you will ever have is the relationship with yourself, that it does start with yourself. And then from there, you can then be so much more for everyone else. And so what I then discovered was these things that I needed to do to actually move me from that place of real rock bottom into the soaring free and as I sort of mentioned it was the self-honesty really getting clear and not just I mean it is all about self here too but there is an aspect then of sharing that with others so once I recognized what was really going on then being able to be really honest at work be really honest in my relationships and with my family and start expressing what I really wanted uh, also the responsibility instead of being over responsible for everyone else and understanding uh, understanding why I was so compelled to do that but also if someone comes to me and wants help which you know they do in my coaching things like that then that's a whole different story but don't just assume that people that I can go in there and you know save the day so trying to be everything for everyone else is you know is a real issue that I think a lot of us who feel so compelled to care and do for others yeah, so creating the boundaries, being able to say no, being more assertive, knowing what I wanted and asking for it. Beliefs was really interesting. You know, what beliefs I was running. Actually, this whole this whole idea of being really idealistic actually means that you have often a very strong inner critic running. And so you can be critical of others as well and situations, but it's really interesting. You, you often have more compassion for other people and more forgiveness to them, and yet you can be so cruel to yourself. So really understanding what beliefs I was running and changing them. We actually have the ability to change our beliefs. It, it is about shining a light on what's really going and then choosing differently. And so all of that gives you a lot more self-knowledge but also I learned some tools. So this was when I really got stuck into the tapping work. And what tapping really helped to do is it reduces the whole stress response in the body and allows you to speak the truth of what's really going on for you. So when you speak the truth, it's a bit like combining, tapping's a bit like combining Chinese medicine, um, tapping on acupuncture points with positive psychology. So 
it allows you to see what's going on. It once you remove the stress response, you actually get sort of more blood flow to the brain, more blood flow to the higher centers, the prefrontal cortex, rather than the fight and flight center. And so you can start to see things from a new perspective and things that you hadn't perhaps, you know, you can reframe things. Or what also happens is that memories can show up, that that you can see how you're just running on old patterns and old behaviors that really have been going on since, you know, probably even when you were a little child. And then from that place of acceptance of what's going on, you can start to then move into really self-kindness and self-compassion and then even even beyond to self-love. And what I love, which comes even next, is that real self-expression so that you can be really authentic and it's like you don't have to apologise for who you are. And I'm not, not saying that you then go around, you know, stepping on other people's toes. As I said, my values are about caring, respecting loving all of those things but rather than sacrificing myself in the process it's about to be able to keep going and then that's so yeah the self-compassion is really important which if we can do kindly to ourselves what others what we do for others you know i think all of us would be in a much much better place and so what's actually become of this is that soaring free that i spoke about so i'm just i've I can access that inner happiness. I actually believe that our joy and our happiness is actually our natural states of being. It's just that we cover it up with so many limiting beliefs and experiences and things that we're still holding traumas in our body and in our energy field and in our, you know, in our physical body as well. And so once we start releasing all of that, it allows us just to feel, to be, feel happy, just to access that natural state in ourselves and, Instead of looking for external validation, you actually see it in yourself. So you don't need someone else to be telling you that you're doing an okay job because when you really don't feel valued, you're looking for it. But even if someone says it to you, it's like you can't even take it on board. So it's it, you're never going to win in that way. So you start to take it on board. And from there, you can actually, you know, start living your life with purpose, with that fulfilment. And the other thing is your relationships can improve because you can start to ask for what needs you have. You can have more compassion to what the other person might be going through and what you're going through. And you're no longer needing to be in defense about things that are triggering you. Or if you are, if you get triggered, because as I said, we're, you know, I'm still working on it too. It's, it's, it's not just a quickly do this and we're, we're done forever, but there's always stuff that comes up, but you can, be curious what's going on why am I feeling this way and so it just changes that from being critical to being curious and open and allowing a whole lot more to come into your life and then uh, this is almost the end of my little share but um, this is what I really think you know be you love you always always and I think that's a beautiful beautiful quote that is beautiful yeah and so I've just got, I mean, that's just my website if anyone is interested in, um, in knowing anything more about what I do. But, and also um, I do have just a 30-minute breakthrough session, with, which is all about It Starts With Me, which is to really help you to sort of determine what's the things that um, are blocking you from actually having the things that you really want. So we get really clear on what goals you have, what dreams and visions. And a lot, I found a lot of people who are, 
very dedicated to other people, such as health professionals. Even when I ask, what would you love? They say um, things like more uh, better patient staff ratios or, you know, as a nurse, like some of those things that are still, which is great and I agree with them. But what about you personally? What's that selfish thing that's going to light you up? What's your big reason why, you know? So it's getting clear with the goals, getting clear with the dreams and the hopes and then we actually determine what is it that's stopping you from getting that at the moment. And so um, that's just a free session that I have. So you'll definitely come away with some more awareness. I'm actually starting a group coaching program in a few weeks. And if it's, you know, if it feels like a good fit, well, then that opportunity is there too. But you don't actually don't have to do that. It's just one of those things that you can get a lot of value. And I definitely love helping people to really understand that this is true that it does start with yourself first, even though most people don't talk about it like that. Thank you so much, Lauren. <laughs> you're welcome. This is what you're saying. I mean, I'll have a share here. I had a breakthrough session with Lauren the other day and she asked me what I wanted and I said, I want to help nurses and make them realise they don't have to sacrifice themselves and all that. And I was doing the same thing. You know, I was making it all about other people and not about me. So, yeah, it was really insightful and yeah. i'm gonna i've signed up i'm gonna go on lauren's program because you know that's the sort of people i attract is some um, people like you elena who uh they have big visions about how they want to go out and help the world and that's so you know and i do too this is i want to change the whole way we view health and how we can really support each other and instead of it being so hierarchical and feeling blamed and you know like powerless and you know which in a way is like feeling like a victim or feeling like a pinball in a machine that's just battered around you know actually taking that sort of step up to self-responsibility and that's why once again I do think it starts with me and it's because of my own journey that I can see what I was doing and how that was really upsetting me in so many parts of my life and how that's turned around that yeah I think um, I love your concept of the honesty responsibility boundaries and beliefs because I personally, I think I'm good at the honesty, responsibility and boundaries, but there's still a lot of beliefs that are, they're holding me back. I feel like I could probably give more yet, but they are, they're running in the background, that subconscious belief patterns there. They keep you small, as they say, you know, it's, they hold you back from what you really want to do. So I actually had a quote, and I don't know. yeah, they do. And the thing is, they are subconscious. Yeah. So I have a certain way, I have some techniques that actually help us to access the subconscious mind and show us what's really going on, which is pretty cool. And it can be really quite confronting at times, but it's um, at the same time it's sort of gentle and supportive and we create a lot of support in the group to allow people to sort of go through that. But, yeah, the more and more you clear, the more and more you can feel confident to go to some of those places and see well, what is holding me back because you know that it's actually holding you back and that it is just running subconsciously. So there's no judgment about that. And then when you get it, you're like, oh, my God, isn't that amazing? And sometimes we see that we think that one thing causes another and then when we actually do the work, we get a complete opposite. It's like we go, oh, no, it's because of this that that's why that's happening. So it's like the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really excited to work with you. I believe that... We should continually have mentors in our lives. We need people to just 
keep pushing us to that next level so we can be that best version of ourselves yeah i, I agree i think um if you want to fast track anything you know you get someone who's sort of been there done that for you you know can show you the way like it was a lot to go through all of that but but like we often talk you and i were talking the other day sometimes these things you look back in hindsight and that whole burnout period although i hated it at the time it was now the biggest gift because it totally changed the direction of my life and you know who i am now like five years in really in the whole scheme of my life was a quite quite journey but it's also it's not like i was five years ago i was there and then suddenly i'm here every day is getting better and better and better so it's it is understanding that it is the journey and not the destination that you know that all those things that you hear sprouted and you know in your mind or you know i might know that in my knowledge but it's the actual embodying it into your into your body and which sort of reminds me again that a whole lot of this work is about really feeling your feelings and so that's where the mindfulness that you really talk comes in too because when we get that present focus to where we are right now you know a lot of the time things are really good it's only when we start you know fantasizing about what might happen in the future you know we start catastrophizing you know how this could be that um that it sets up this whole anxiety and and just... i heard a really good quote yesterday i was watching a, a um another coach in fact he's an awesome guy matthew hussey if any of you are single or having relationship problems or whatever he is he's a dating and relationship coach and he did a free webinar yesterday and i was watching it and he described emotions as weather like the clouds will come but they will go again you know so when these stormy times come in our lives they do clear and the sun will come back out and i thought that was such an awesome kind of metaphor for it yeah it's like the that other one that every cloud has a silver lining yeah yeah totally yeah. and i think when we can that's another part of how i teach about being responsible too is you know, sometimes we can look at things and go, there's no way I could be responsible for that. But actually there's always different ways that we can look at things to actually help us be there. And part of it is is that if you feel that, you know, the universe or God or the source, whatever whatever you want to call it, nature, power, whatever, um, but if you always believe that, that, that things are happening for you rather than to you, then that puts you more into that space of responsibility and, and allowing that, okay, at some level this is happening. I mean, even this uncertain time at coronavirus, you know, it's totally uprooted all of us. I mean, I haven't worked as a nurse since the 12th of March and I, I can't get over that. I never, ever, since I turned 18 and started nursing, have ever been without nursing one day in my life and yet because I work in anaesthetics and recovery room, just like you, yeah, you know, there's no elective surgery. Suddenly I don't have work. I'm like, it just is mind-blowing. And I think there must be so many people feeling the same way, that their whole view of the world has been completely corrupted. But it's also been this amazing chance to pause and again reflect on, on what do I really want here? Because a lot of people... I've actually been enjoying not really going out, you know, and giving myself this time because I realise how busy I always am. Like I said, I, you know, that indulgent self-care is not a thing really for me. And so being busy, busy, busy all the time, this is giving me a chance to just recognise how busy I really am and, and to just take stock and notice and 
make some more changes. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, I work in Paku, as a lot of people know, and I'm I'm at home as well. Like, can't quite get my head around the fact there's this international health crisis, and I'm a nurse sitting at home. But I know there's hundreds, if not thousands, of us like it in Australia, especially at the moment. We're all sitting at home, but I'm looking at it the same way. Like, I'm a single parent, and it's so. My boys are twelve and eight. No, they're eleven and seven. Gosh, I'm yeah. and it's just it's such a nice time to be able to be at home and and just get some cheeky time with them that I wouldn't normally have because I'm always rushing around is the uniforms ready is is the library books today is a sports uniform is the other uniform you know and it's just this constant treadmill with go 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 whereas we can just completely relax if they want to stay in their pajamas all day and do their schoolwork fair enough they can stay in their pajamas all day and do it but yeah and it makes you realize you know which was what was going on when i went in my burnout period you just you're trying to juggle too many things at once and and you can't do any of it well really so yeah yeah, it's um i think it has really allowed us all in a way to look at look at life really differently i mean the the nurses who are on the front line you know that's just a total different story and i give my love and, and appreciation not just the nurses all the health health workers and police and everyone you know the ambos and people who are out there sort of dealing in it and i can't believe it like we've just said and you know they're calling back nurses from retired nurses and things like that and i'm like but hang on a second i'm sitting here you know as a as a private nurse or you know in um, usually agency so why aren't i being taken up but yeah Yeah, i'm in awe of all my healthcare colleagues and the other essential services they're all out there doing their job they're showing such incredible vulnerability and courage with it all yeah yeah i feel very grateful that i get to stay at home but if it does escalate i am like i will be back out there with them all but at the moment yeah i will be too i'm signed i'm in the process of signing on at the austin hospital which is one of our big public hospitals in melbourne yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's I've been, been ongoing since january but um i will eventually be sort of back there but mm. yeah it just seems quite bizarre yes but well, it is what it is and we can't fight against it we've just got to go with the flow. no that's right yeah well so lovely to chat to you this morning as always lauren thank yeah you too elena you. thank you for doing this it's really great to have this opportunity to just sort of share so no worries thank you and i look forward to speaking to you soon yeah thank you thanks everyone bye thank you for listening to the happy nurse podcast if you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the happy nurse community head over to facebook and check out the happy nurse au facebook page and request to join the happy nurse community Also check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon and in the meantime remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others. I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.